Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Kinetic Life Podcast, brought to you by Kinetic Renew. This podcast is dedicated to helping you find your way to your dreams, your goals, and your success. We'll be fueling that with key information on topics like health, science, tech, and lifestyle, coated with a few laps along the way. In this episode, the modern day streetlight. They do a lot more than you think. Newsflash, suffocation is bad for the brain. The sleep apnea link to dementia. Your hybrid immune system. Rebooting it could be a cure for disease. Why chili peppers give the sensation of heat. Is your brain playing tricks on you? Zombie cancer cells in your body right now fighting cancer plus some helpful tips and tricks to help you on your journey. And now we begin. Here's Michael Chalaboudis and Dr. Mark Hertzberg. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Kinetic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Chalaboudis, with my good friend, Dr. Mark Hertzberg. Who is here too. And I assume if I am here, that means we've got some interesting things to talk about. Yeah, we got some pretty interesting articles to go over today. Good, uh, I wouldn't want to be brought here and find out we have nothing. So let's start with the boring stuff then. No. <laughs> let's start, let's shine a light on this entire thing. How about uh, that? That's a good segue. What would the heart of the new futuristic modern city be? Uh, one might say the backbone will be streetlights. We're going to talk about street lamps, but first, this. Kinetic Life Podcast is sponsored by Kinetic Renew. Kinetic Renew is a four-ounce shot of all-natural ingredients that deliver some amazing benefits, like improved mental clarity, long and short-term focus, and improved memory and cognition. Plus, Kinetic Renew improves mood with the added benefits of anti-stress and anti-anxiety. Here's what people are saying. I drink a bottle of Kinetic Renew, and I'm in a better mood. It's like waking up on the right side of the bed. (laughs) It's great. My mental focus is clearly better. I do notice that I have better clarity. Definitely improves my mood for sure. It reduces my stress. Visit KineticLife.com today. Log on now and use promo code POD1 for 30% off. That's 30% off your order when you use promo code POD1. KineticLife.com K-I-N-E-T-I-Q Life.com. Do it now. You're going to love Kinetic Renew. Streetlights. You mean those things that have been around for over a century? Yes, those things that have been around for over a century, which New York City has roughly over 315,000 streetlights. I believe there's one every 50 meters. And 11 of them work. (laughs) No, I wouldn't go that far. Maybe 12 or 13. Okay. So this is a great uh, jump off. Uh, for the creation of the the modern city, the what to, um, well, what to build off of from everything from Big Brother watching with streetlight cameras uh, to find you every time you go through a red light or to keep track of you uh, and or crime, and I, hopefully they're being used for for good um, to even. Uh, EV charging stations, I believe, was mentioned. Well, they're the they a built-in source of electricity, so mm-hmm. you don't... It's kind of like the infrastructure's there. You've got this electricity running throughout the grid of the entire city, so anything that needs electricity, uh, you don't have to build uh, a lead. It's there. And all the things you can hang on it. For instance, 
things that look down can be put there. If you need uh, help with cell moving, you know, radar, LIDAR, cell transmission, uh, you've got this thing that's kind of overlooking and you can put a lot of things there. Uh, if you want monitoring the environment itself, you know, kind of like your smoke alarm in your house, you could have CO2 detectors, uh, carbon monoxide detectors, ozone detectors. There's so much you can put on them. And even they talk about using it as as 5G towers in the sense of having having one larger tower. They're using multiple, I would guess, each one has a multiple relay, yeah. Kind of like Wi-Fi boosters in the home. So you're always near a street lamp. You're always near, uh, and they just have to get the equipment and put it on. The electricity is already there. So are we going to see people just lingering around a street lamp with their cell phones plugged in into the end of their cars? I'm not sure where you're parking your car mm. to plug it in in Manhattan because there's nowhere to park anywhere. Well, maybe in a modern version of Green Acres, for whoever watches that on MeTV, you, if you don't have good reception, you climb to the top of a street lamp with your cell phone. So you can talk. Oh, well, this way you won't actually need to climb the street lamp because the street lamp itself will be providing reception. Well, if it had once they put the relay in there, does that mean these things are going to be just oozing more radiation than they already are? By the way, when you talked about can it look at crime, and that's one of the things because, of course, once you say that this can monitor, look at this, look at that. When you say if a crime is like security footage, all of a sudden people are going. Uh, but you're invading privacy. Now, this is not going to be looking into private homes. And you really got to wonder, because once someone says it's invasion of privacy, everybody gets all up in arms because heaven knows we have enough invasions of privacy. But frankly, if I'm doing something under a streetlight that I don't want to be seen and recorded, (laughs) I shouldn't be under the street lamp. (laughs) So as far as I'm concerned, if you want that street lamp to monitor for someone coming at me with a knife... I'm not worried about protecting my privacy. Yeah, you're the law-abiding citizen standing under it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree. This is a, a good built-in base for um, of what's, I guess, to come in the modern urban environment. Um, and I would imagine that you could start putting uh, solar panels on all of them too, right? I mean, you could start getting some, using that as a, you know, recharge themselves. Uh Trying to go a little bit green here, no? Why not? There, uh, you could even have them hold. You know, they could put power back into the grid if they're taking power from the grid. If you use them like that, so uh, it really is an interesting thing. The lifestyle of the when they talk about the city of the future, they're really talking about the lifestyle of the future and the idea that. You know, when you look at existing cities, so much is not good for the lifestyle of the future where you have old infrastructure that either is at, needs repair or is wrong. And yeah. then to know it's got such a huge head start on a major thing that could uh, help so many different uh, types of technology that we think will be part of the uh City of Tomorrow. Yeah, it's definitely a good base. Though I know certain things I would imagine like an EV charging or whatever, there's certain cables that probably the current electrical grid is not prepared for. But so there might be some updating, but I'd say it's a good start. Right. Well, again, when you're talking certain things, because certain things take so little power that mm-hmm. it's no big deal for the existing street lamp. Although if you say we're putting 42 different sensors on, each of which uses very little power, 
uh, that might add up. When you're saying something like you can charge your car from it, if it's got to have enough power to do that in a reasonable time, now we might be talking upgrades needed. No, what's the problem with charging your EV, uh, you know, uh, three hours till full, you know? That's, that's not too bad, right? You can watch Netflix while you're hanging out. Well, even that might be how much of a... Uh, a tax on the uh, the grid, the existing, yeah, on no. the existing wiring of the thing. So, at a certain point, you might want to upgrade. But it's interesting that such a valuable part of infrastructure is already there. It makes so much sense. Someone's going to fight it. Mm, very true. Someone will find a way to make money off it too. Ooh, I should have bought up all of the city street lamps before they became so valuable. <laughs> Success is no different than any other skill. Six months of super intense focus can put you five years ahead in your life. So don't underestimate the power of consistency. Everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind always. If you want to be happy, you have to be happy on purpose. When you wake up, you just can't wait to see what kind of day you'll have. You have to decide what kind of day you'll have. Author Unknown. What you're basically saying is suffocation is bad for the brain. I know, it's a crazy concept, but apparently that's what they're saying in this new article. Okay, so you're talking in this article uh, that's talking about sleep apnea. Uh, They did uh, studies because they know that there's a link between poor sleep and developing Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. So, and sleep apnea, which fits right in there, uh, they wanted to check, is it just the loss of sleep or is there some different connection? Is it just a correlation? For all they know, it's someone who's developing problems that causes the sleep problems as opposed to the sleep problems contribute. So they took a friendly neighborhood mice and uh, they deprived them of some oxygen. (laughs) And uh, apparently they developed problems very much like dementia. So what they actually put a solid direct link, if you deprive the brain continually of oxygen over time, so they're not really talking suffocated right now, but they're saying... Short-term hypoxia yeah. or, or, or lack of oxygen, which kind of makes sense considering you, you hear people that have sleep apnea waking up gasping for air. Right. So many moments of not having enough oxygen so that you're not killing somebody in a minute, but it still does long-term damage. And I like this because uh, so many times insomnia and sleep apnea, you talk about one, even doctors, it becomes one thing, and they're very different. Sleep apnea might cause you not to sleep, which is insomnia, but most insomniacs do not have a particular problem with apnea, and a lot of people sleep apnea won't, you know, they think they sleep. They just don't realize they're not getting much sleep during that time. Well, they wake up exhausted. Right, but they'll wake up so many, many times during the night that they Mm. never get a good sleep. But there's no point in the night 
or maybe not not more than other people, where they wake up. It sounds like every 10 seconds I wake up and go, I'm up again. I'm up again. Mm-hmm. I can't sleep. They think they're asleep. They're just never in real sleep. And... This is talking, this is separating, this is sleep apnea, and it's not the lack of sleep uh, in this study. Lack of sleep probably has its own problems that can make dementia, uh, cause it or make it worse. But this is saying literally directly the long-term lack, low level of oxygen causes some of these problems. Yes, if you have sleep apnea, or you think you do, go see a physician. It's not just, you know, this doesn't just help your, your partner get a good night's sleep by not having to hear you make noises. You might actually slowly be damaging your brain. And the brain's a good thing to have functioning people. Yeah, some people even use them. Some, not everyone. No. <laughs> I've been places where nobody violates the minimum thinking age rule. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. Except your dog. Your dog always thinks you're a legend, no matter what you think of yourself. Author unknown. It doesn't matter who you are today. The only thing that matters is who you want to become and the price you are willing to pay to get there. Author unknown. You are not weird. You are a handcrafted, limited edition. Author unknown. Have you ever heard of a hybrid immune system? It might be like a hybrid vehicle, but I don't think it is. I uh, actually, yes, I have. Could it be I read the same article you read? I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy talk, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> okay, you know, before I read the article, I had never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, so apparently they use a hybrid immune system by rebooting the body in some way to essentially cure diabetes in mice for at least for a short term. Well, when I read this article, I think they concentrated too much on the diabetes, and to me... Diabetes is just the example they used. Yeah. It's a much bigger thing than that. And basically, uh, what they were talking about here is an autoimmune process mm-hmm. uh, where you're attacking your own cells that make the insulin. Correct. Okay. So what they did in this... Oh, also, were they talking about... Was this beyond that? Were they talking about when you try, try to... You know, you want to transplant healthy ones in. Correct. But mm-hmm. what they were basically saying is they uh, they completely turned off the immune system. Kind of yeah. like turning off a computer to reboot it. Yeah, they lowered it. They used low-level radiation to kind of... Zonk it out. Yeah, to pretty much reduce... Uh, Do not try this at home. Yeah. Both the immune system as well as the stem cells to make it... The that may, cells. right. Yeah. And that's the key. Now... To, to give a little understanding, the immune system recognizes the proteins on the surfaces as of your own cells as you. That's right. I shouldn't have gone autoimmune. I'm jumping to something else because autoimmune is when it doesn't. So 
it recognizes you as you and anything different is to be attacked. And at a certain point in your very beginning, remember the baby isn't born with its own immune system active. It learns what it, you know, it's like looking in the mirror and go, that's me. If I see me, don't hit me. (laughs) And it learns what to consider itself and not attack. And by rebooting it, it kind of takes it back to an earlier point and says, okay, you have been turned off. You don't know who you are. You don't know who is self to not attack and who is stranger to attack. And they put the other, the new cells that they're going to put in there, the new stem cells. Uh, in these cases, the insulin uh, beta, beta cells, cells, I believe yeah, they are. Yeah, beta cells. That are being donated uh, that have, you know, a completely different surface protein it's somebody else but when you now reboot the system it says okay let me learn who i am and by hybrid what they mean is the new immune system has both your protein signature and the donor's protein signature and when you reboot it looks at both and says that's all me yeah it's now one system and i won't attack anything that i've just learned is me and there, I see no reason why this could not in the long term apply to any type of transplant. So, I mean, in other episodes we discussed, you know, trying to turn everyone into typo, yeah. you know, clear out the stuff that is recognized. Just saying blood disorders this might help out with. Right. But uh, to me, it would seem that this is more of a uh, really significant concept for all type of rejection. And I guess, you know, maybe when I brought up autoimmune, when I shouldn't have, <laughs> but could you reboot a person who has autoimmune disease where they stop recognizing themselves and say, let's go back to boot camp with the immune system. This is us. We don't attack us. I mean, based off the way that describing how this works, that wouldn't make sense instead of just using some type of immunosuppressant to keep your immune system low to kind of, if you could potentially, quote, reboot it, in which case you're hoping that when it reboots, it recognizes everything as self and stops attacking itself. Everything that should be recognized yeah. as self is self. Oh. So, yes, the the concept would make sense, but, I mean, in this situation, they haven't they haven't it, gone that far with the, uh, the research yet. It, it's kind of like... Induce amnesia and learn who you are from scratch. Yeah, it's essentially it's a it's a full reset, and in this situation, it's your immune system. But uh, yeah, I guess a hard reboot. Uh, whether it's your computer or in this case your immune system, not not a bad thing sometimes. So I guess that makes the immune system extremely philosophical because it has to ask the question. Who am I? Yeah, that's one way of looking at it. Um, I'm not sure if the immune system uh, is, you know, has that much of a conscience. But, uh, you know... It has no conscience, because if it doesn't think that it's me, it kills it. (laughs) That's true. Your life will not accidentally end up awesome. Make the choice, find the courage, do the work. Craig Harper. Motivate yourself. Don't listen to those who only see your mistakes. Author unknown. It doesn't matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop. Author unknown. 
Mike, that was a pretty hot topic. Or did it just seem to be hot? They'll be saying the same thing for, for chili peppers. Why do chili peppers or spicy peppers give that sensation of heat while menthol is cooling? Why does orange juice taste so bad after you brush your teeth? Oh, I'll let you go into that one. Well, it's there's mint in that toothpaste, and mint is uh, menthol, and menthol is a drug. <laughs> so, in both of these situations, it's this chili peppers aren't actually hot. It's you just perceived heat. And same thing with menthol. It's not actually cooling your skin. It just, it is a cooling feel. And it's all based off of a certain type of receptor, the TRP, TERP receptor. Um, that family of receptors, but they, capsaicin, which is the active ingredient in chili peppers, is interacting with one receptor, while uh, menthol is interacting with another TERP receptor, both leading to uh, opening ion channels, causing your brain to perceive one sensation or the other. Okay, to simplify a couple things, nerve sense signals, it's electrochemicals. So it's uh, not quite like uh, your circuitry in your phone that sends electrical impulses. It needs a chemical reaction to cause an impulse. So it's both electric and chemical involved. And basically, when you say you open an ion channel, that's saying chemically you, uh, kind of like a battery, chemically lets ions move to make an electric charge. Causing it to fire. So that's how a nerve, when you, a nerve sends a signal to the brain or the brain sends a motor signal down, they're opening and closing ion channels to uh, send their electric pulses to say, move or move away from that, it's hot. So the chili peppers are kind of like a drug that activates a receptor that says, it's hot, it's hot. And the menthol is a drug that activates a receptor that says, no, it's freezing in there. Both aren't just causing the sensation. At the end of the day, neither one is either hot nor cold. That's right. And like orange juice, what I use in the example, is more of an acid, actually does more actual burning than uh, the chili pepper that feels like it's burning through you. So the two receptors are actually TERP-V1, which is, I believe, for capsaicin, and TERP-M8 is for menthol. But then there are other numbers of the TERP-V1, and so you said the capsaicin, and that might explain many hot foods. But what about things like wasabi sauce or horseradish? Wasabi, horseradish, garlic, and I believe even certain types of mustard, it's a completely different receptor. That's why some people, you know, they like the heat of wasabi, let's say, but they don't like the heat of, say, a chili pepper. Completely different mechanism in the situation. In this case, I believe it's a terp A1 or something. And if it's uh, something like, oh... If you like Red Hots or those good old atomic fireballs, they're using enough cinnamon. And the cinnamon, it doesn't activate the terp for heat. It activates the terp for warm. But it really, if you you get enough of it, it don't matter. It's hot. Yeah, and this goes beyond just the uh, heat. When you actually get sunburn, it lowers the threshold on... I believe it's a terp. Uh, what feels like burning. Yeah, which feels like burning. So it's, I think the, the V1. Right. So the sunburn, when you feel it burning, it's not necessarily burning. It's simply its uh, receptivity has been moved to think, oh, 90 degrees is 109. So 
that's why more often than not when you get sunburned at the beach and you don't realize and you go home and you want to take a shower to get the sand and the suntan lotion off, uh, you know, what would be a normal shower temperature for you seems like it's scolding hot. But it opens the pores. It helps. <laughs> and that's also why when you get the Noxzema cold cream, am I giving a plug to a company? It uh, tries to make it feel cool because it has menthol. Or is it eucalyptus, which also does the same thing as menthol? Yeah, yeah eucalyptus has a similar uh, ingredient in it uh, that interacts with the same receptors as, as menthol. So it feels like it's the same thing, which I'm not sure. I, I've used those menthol jellies for when I had a cold and, and I just end up having a whole bunch of jelly on my chest. I never mm. gotten too much out of it, but that's, that's personal preference. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but now you understand, like when people brush their teeth and they're going, okay, it feels cold and things taste weird. It's basically because a lot of your nerve receptors have been drugged. And until that wears off, they act funny. Yeah, well, now, now let's go into the next thing, Mark. Oh. When, when you have too much capsaicin, you know, it also leads to, uh, you know, almost a euphoric state afterwards. The, the oh. You get releasing endorphins when you people who have too much chili pepper. Uh, I'm not sure if the same thing in menthol because I can't say I've experienced it. But for someone who does like the taste of heat from a chili pepper, uh, if you get past that pain of, of the capsation, it's a euphoric state following. It releases endorphins in the brain. And in the article we just read here, it said something because I have known for a thousand years that a plant that wants birds to spread it will develop the capsaicin because it kills off insects. Birds are wired differently. They don't even taste it as heat. Now, in this article, it mentioned that if the plants want the birds to come, but not, let's say, rodents, because the rodents, it's heat, and to the birds, it's neutral. But now, uh, the, what I had read years ago saying it's not neutral in birds. The birds don't taste the heat, but they t get the endorphin effect. Now, I guess we'd have to fact check and see if maybe uh, did the new article not know that or has that been overturned since I read it 100 years ago? Or did I say 1,000 years ago? Uh, A long time ago. <laughs> Though I know that's why the, the endorphins make sense. While some people, you might know someone that's loves spicy food and they kind of keep pushing the limits because it literally becomes, I would say, almost addictive, not in a bad way. Um, that they, you know, you always want a little bit more spice, a little bit more spice, and they kind of keep pushing the limit because you're getting that nice endorphin release. Some people get a runner's high. In this case, it's a chili pepper high. For those who don't know, both Mike and I can't get enough of the hot stuff. Mmm, habaneros. But what we've never done in the experiment is mix a lot of menthol with a, a mint with a lot of the heat and see if it, I don't know, causes an explosive condition. <laughs> menthol with the chili pepper? I don't know what would happen. Mm. We got to get someone to try this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll try it in our producer first. We'll see how it reacts before we, <laughs> we do it ourselves. Mm. <laughs> I'm a great believer in luck, and I find the harder I work, the more of it I have. Thomas Jefferson. Concentrate all of your thoughts upon the work in hand. 
The sun's rays do not burn until brought to a focus. Alexander Graham Bell. The pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. Winston Churchill. The same boiling water that makes an egg turn hard will make a potato soft. So you need to dictate your environment and don't let the environment dictate you. Author unknown. Mistakes are proof you are trying. Author unknown. Yes. Do you remember the movie Monsters vs. Aliens? No of it. Can't say I saw it. Oh, well. Then how about Zombies vs. Cancer? Is that a new one? Is that part of the MCU? It should be. <laughs> it should be part of something. <laughs> but right now it's part of the science news covered in this podcast. Ooh. So are we recruiting zombies to fight cancer? Are these good zombies, I guess? These are zombies that we have under control. Ooh. So these are zombie cells. Well, what's a zombie cell? What's a zombie cell? That sounds fun, well, but scary. It's actually in cells. If you learn to get that uh, your cells, every once in a while, a cell has... Uh, split over your lifetime and reproduced and replaced too many times and it hits a limit and it's called a senescent cell. That is a cell that is just not going to divide anymore. And So it's it, a retired cell. And the immune <laughs> cell is are supposed to recognize and remove these things. Under some conditions other things cause them to go into senescence and as you get older, you get worse and worse at removing them, and a big part of aging, uh, and it's one of, I think, is it eight markers of aging, is a buildup of too many senescent cells that are kind of, they're there, they're taking resources, but they're useless. Okay, so that's a senescent cell. Now, a senescent cell isn't actually dead. It's just basically one step from it and the immune system, or... It's supposed, yeah, it's supposed to induce basically cellular suicide to get it out of there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Zombie cell is just a colloquialism, a nickname for senescent cells. So they're zombies. They're kind of there among the cells. They should have been removed. They haven't. They're useless. They're mindless. They're brainless. They're taking up space and then eventually interfering. Okay. Now, cancer in a way is the opposite. Cancer is a cell where the ability to regulate and stop reproducing has been turned off. So they just reproduce infinitely. They're not necessarily doing their job anymore. Or if they are, it doesn't matter. There's just too many of them. They're scary like zombies, though. Right. And it's almost the opposite of senescent, which stopped reproducing. Yeah. It. But it turns out that cancers can develop their own senescent cancer cells. They don't reproduce. They have all the mistakes built into them and uselessness of the cancer, and they're sitting there among the cancer, but they won't reproduce. And do you want to take it from there? So apparently the, the, the zombie cancer cells are an inoculation 
to help your immune system recognize and fight cancer. Is that, is that correct? Well, ca- yeah, cancer cells have their own markers, and mm-hmm. that's how your immune system searches them. But you want to kind of prep and train a whole army of immune cells to recognize them. So they have worked on uh, so inoculations to try to introduce, and you always want to introduce something safe. You don't want to put an active that's- version of something that you're trying to get rid of or to prevent. And by the way, the whole idea of vaccine, usually when you talk vaccine inoculation, you're talking, let's introduce it so you recognize it before it ever gets there. So the first time you ever really encounter it. There's a weakened form where they say right, kind of a, a but dead this, Here cell. we're talking, it's already there, but mm-hmm. you still want to use the same concept of teach the immune system. It's like training a dog. Here's what you're sniffing. Go after that. Yes. Okay. So you want the immune system primed to go after that. So they've tried different ways and they found that a very safe way to get good uh, effectiveness in priming the immune system is to find zombie cell versions of the cancer and put that in and the, the immune system will suddenly be held, you know, hunting. The dangerous cancer cells. And that's, I guess, the, the standard inoculation. Uh, the, the traditional was a, you know, weakener, you know, they call dead form of the, the virus that it's supposed to attack. But you can't really do that with cancer until now because every other cancer cell was scary and multiplying very quickly. So this is a, I would say, a novel technique and I guess something that is brilliant, uh, brilliant idea after finding out that a senescent uh, cancer cell even existed. Right, and the senescent cell, because you don't have to try to pick. Remember, if you kill a cell, you don't know if you're going to kill off some of the things you want it to recognize. If you decide to pick and just send specific proteins, you might not introduce the exact right thing the immune system will be looking at in the living cell. But here you're introducing a living cancer cell, exactly what the immune system needs to learn about. Mm -hmm. You know, in basic training, this is what the enemy dresses like. This is what they do. This is how to recognize them. And... But it's a cell that won't reproduce, which is the main problem. So... It's kind of like the perfect trainer. But I guess the one thing, this would have to be very specific to the individual. While there's a lot of cancers that have similar markers, in some regard, uh, every cancer is, is different. Even, uh, you know, pick a category of cancers, there's multiple variations because it's how did that, you know, cell go haywire looking at the, uh, you know, the structure that has been adjusted for each cancer is almost different. So you have to find the, pretty much the right one. But I guess you could almost have a database, right? And if a person has more than one cancer, they need more than one zombie type. Yeah. But the interesting thing, this was completely unplanned. And this is sometimes how news articles taken from the same time are different sides of a coin. We have talked about training your immune system that is attacking things that aren't you to better recognize them. And we've Mm. also talked about how to take an immune system that's attacking things that aren't you not to attack them. Exactly. Look, uh, the immune system is very powerful in the sense that we need it, uh, but there's certain situations where it could be detrimental, autoimmune diseases, but if learning how to uh, control it and or steer it in the direction we'd like uh, would be... overwhelmingly beneficial um, for not just you know, autoimmune diseases, but in this case, cancer. 
uh, having the immune system recognize and attack cancer cells, cancer-specific cells is something that's so much better than taking some synthetic drug or uh, if anyone knows about chemotherapy, which is pretty much just poisoning the body, which just damages everything, not just the cancer cells. So being that specific um, is essentially almost like an inoculation for cancer. Well, but, a lot of treatments are we're going to do something very bad and hope that you outlast whether it's the cold virus, you get a fever. Yeah. And the high temperature hopefully kills the virus before it kills you. So a lot of treatments we do, radiation, chemo, is kind of the same thing. And we, we're trying to get more and more targeted instead of 30, 40 years ago, you know, just an all-out assault, like bombing the body with radiation. We want to yeah. get more and more like snipers. Exactly. Assassins just going after the target. Thank you for listening to another exciting episode of the Kinetic Life Podcast. I hope you learned something new today, something you could share with a a friend uh, or even family. Uh, As always, I want to thank everyone for all the emails, the positive comments. Uh, If you have something that you'd like for us to uh, discuss on the next episode, you could reach out to us at podcast at kineticlife.com. You know, we accept all sorts of questions, uh, constructive criticism, insults to, to Mark. Just to Mark, though, I don't accept insults. You mean like that insult I got last week? Why are you working with that bum? <laughs> exactly. I question it all the time. Thank you again. And, uh, you know, until next time, I'm your host, Michael Shalavudis. And I'm Mark Hertzberg. And remember, drink Kinetic Renew for that smooth focus. And if you can't remember, that's probably because you're not drinking Kinetic Renew. Don't forget to like, follow, share, subscribe, and if you have a moment, please give us a positive review. It really helps. And we look forward to doing it all again in two weeks. Until next time. See you then. We're sponsored by Kinetic Renew. Kinetic Renew is a four-round shot of all natural ingredients that deliver some amazing benefits like improved mental clarity, long and short-term focus, and improved memory and cognition. Plus, Kinetic Renew improves mood with the added benefits of anti-stress and anti-anxiety. Kinetic Renew provides antioxidants and neuroprotection. And all this with no caffeine, no artificial flavors, sweeteners, or colors, and it's only five calories. Kinetic Renew is what you drink to arrive focused and alert, and you won't get that caffeine or sugar crash. Visit KineticLife.com today. That's K-I-N-E-T-I-Q-Life.com. And try it. Use promo code POD1 for a special 30% discount. That's P-O-D and the number one, POD1, for a limited time 30% discount. KineticLife.com. K-I-N-E-T-I-Q-Life.com. Do it now. Give it a try. You're going to love it. The 30% off is for a limited time, so log on now for the savings. Thank you for listening to the Kinetic Life Podcast. Catch a new show every other Thursday. You'll find us everywhere you can listen to a podcast. And remember, be safe, have fun, and go for your dreams. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered professional advice. All comments, jokes, views, and ideas expressed are those of the hosts or guests and do not represent any company or organizations with whom they may be affiliated.
Always make sure to consult your own physician before starting any new diet, supplement, or exercise routine. Oh, and there's one more thing. If you're working on something that you really care about, you don't have to be pushed. The vision pulls you. Steve Jobs.